How was your weekend? It was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I went to this workshop. You did? Um, on Saturday, yes, um, on the Enneagram, which was something that I have heard a lot about, being in uh, Christian communities, um, and but coming from, I went to Creighton, so it's a Jesuit Catholic university, and they're big into it, and it's a, kind of like a personality assessment, a personality paradigm of, um, of understanding, and um, and I've always been a little like hesitant about it, but I wanted to learn more. <laughs> and so I decided to sign up for it. I have a friend that works for the organization that was putting it on, and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go. I, so I bought the book of the guy who was doing it and read that ahead of time. Was that a requirement? No. Um, <laughs> I guess some people do that in their some life. Do they, they just um, learn before the learning. The learning. Well, yeah, I wanted to get some contest. <laughs>
I think because, um, and I've been writing about this a couple times on my um, my personal blog, um, when you when you get real with yourself and you pause in the present, you have to address yeah. some of your your darker pieces. Yeah. And um, with the strengths language and with growth mindset and everything that I teach and train to, it doesn't come naturally mm -hmm. for me to look at the difficult. Yeah. Um, first of all, this. That I love. This <laughs> came from Anastasia Company here okay. in Omaha. Nice. So this was from the little um, craft fair that I went to at yeah. the waiting room. Yep. And I love this. And I have since I started really kind of looking at some of the shadow side stuff. This has been my notebook. Oh, okay. So same here. Uh -huh. I actually just started this like last week, but that's when I've really been starting to get into this. But um, this is from the afternoon. Um, oh, here in Omaha, but they didn't um, make it. It's from Fringe Studios in Culver City, California, and this says to unpath water, unpathed waters and undreamed shores. What I loved about it and when I noticed it, it's the different, it's the dark and the light yeah. contrast. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. But well, as I've been thinking kind of about this, and it's so interesting that kind of synchronicity with us both going yes. through this process at the same time, I've been thinking a lot about... Um, about strengths and how it it's it's hard sometimes with strengths because all of the language is so positive that if you don't really intentionally choose to dig into it you can live here with strengths you can live very much on the surface level you can live um, very much if this is what is good and right about me which is so true but it can sometimes lead too much focus on the two sentence definitions of strengths and even the paragraph definition of strengths can lead to a lack of understanding of the blind spots of strengths because mm -hmm. every single one of these strengths has blind spots and has tendencies yeah. has what yeah Gallup calls that basement of the strength and so it's so interesting to think if you intentionally choose so as I was kind of talking to, as we were talking a little bit kind of before this I was saying that strengths lives up here and even a lot of the material a lot of the resources but it's an invitation to go deep yeah. like there's an invitation to say how can I look at this at a really intense level how can I look at it with an understanding of my shadow side an understanding of where I slip into the basement and I think the beauty of doing that kind of deep work with strengths is to say I when I understand what my tendencies are when I slip into the basement and you start to identify it, it helps you get out of the basement quicker. Yes. Yes. You're never not going to fall into the basement of your strengths. You're never going to be happy-go-lucky all the time and you're never going to be able to love everyone all the time. No one's ever going to see your strengths all the time as the best. You're always going to slip into the basement within various parts of your life, but doing the deep work of identifying what it looks like or what those tendencies are or even what your own patterns okay if I know I have a lot on my plate and I know I'm surrounded by not great people and I know I'm not eating and sleeping well well that's when I'm gonna fall into the basement identifying those almost triggers to yes. the fall will help us to pull ourselves out of it that much quicker or to help people around us people in community in our lives pull us out of it quicker I just wrote down it allows us a quicker movement from the bad days to the good days yeah so that we can see ourselves kind of shifting into that that when we pause and we just identify it so I mentioned to you last week I've been my word of the year is present and I've been practicing trying to when I feel an emotion notice it mm -hmm. and just look at it and identify it so um, if something irritates me or something makes me angry I try to like stop and think why is this mm -hmm. 
frustrating to me? Why is this triggering something in me? And then just kind of noticing it from afar. Mm -hmm. Um, Did a super cool sound alchemy session with the amazing Lily Livingston, Mm -hmm. who is a teammate's mentor who leads with empathy, connectedness, positivity, and she started her own business called Illuminating Hearts. It's, It's sound work. And you're in a room. I was in a room on a Friday night with 70 people, and we had blindfolds on, and nothing but um, Native American instruments and gongs and their voices. And at times, and what I loved about the way that they guided this, and the reason I bring this up is, she said, if you're feeling something, so I mean, you are literally, you see nothing. Yeah. And it's really loud gongs and a um, conch, I think that's what the, the, Okay. Yeah. and she said, if you feel fear or anger and you clench up, it's okay, move in it, clench yeah. up. And if you need to clench up even more, but then, then release it, notice yeah. it. Instead of fighting it, like, oh, no, 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 I cannot fear, feel fear. Yes. Just be in it, and then, geez, I just got goosebumps. This is... It was awesome. And, you know, something, every month I'm trying to do something to push myself out of my zone, practice the word. Mm-hmm. Um, this month I'm going to try a, um, they're called salt baths. Ah. But they're not a bath. Um, they're just like intense amount of Epsom salt, and I'm a big yeah. believer in Epsom salt. Epsom salt. So each month I'm trying to do something, That's and awesome. so I just happened to be in a position where I could go to this session at Omaha Power Yoga, and it was so good mm-hmm. because it just tied in. Um, my weekend, I did two things that were hilarious. One, I ran a 5K in 18 degree weather. I mostly had frozen sun on my face, and someone wanted to take a photo and put it on Metro Magazine. And what? Yes. I got up in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to look terrible. It doesn't matter. There's going to be 10 runners, yeah. maybe. I'm going to be so cold. I'm not putting any makeup on. Didn't even do my eyebrows or anything. Not doing this. I'm just going out. I get there, and I'm in photos. I come back, snot dried to my face, walk into the elementary school, and who do I see but Jerlene. And we had what I like to call, Mike refers to it as the high V moment, when Jerlene and I have seen each other unexpectedly. Yeah. It's just so like, many different, ah, yes, yeah, elevation of imagine. Like, you need your plugs if you're He's, in He always says, I could be seven rows over and hear you too. Yeah. So I saw her when I came in, and I'm sure people were like, why is this oh really <laughs> nice lady um, who's the speaker hugging this person with frozen sound on their face? Anyway, Jerlene did a wonderful job talking about... Um, as a mentor, because she's a yeah. mentor, um, yeah. where I'm a mentor. And she said, um, runners are naturally already predispositioned to be mentors, because she was talking about, you all just went and did this on purpose today. In 18 degree weather, you yeah. ran 5K. Um, she talked about how we're just so born to do it, and it was a great, I won't give it all away, because it was a beautiful speech, but it was just how we're naturally predispositioned. And she talked about just the impact that her mentee has had on her life, it was really cool. I did that, and then yesterday went roller skating with my family. Yeah. And my knees today need Epsom and a lot of things, but we had so much fun. Lauren and Sean and I were the ones that skated the most. I could not believe it. Sean kept going, and we just did it. But my highlight, no injuries either. Either the run or roller skating. That is so surprising. I didn't even trip. You know that meme where there's that kid that's like, yep. you know? Yes. Yep. They had that on the wall at the roller rink. Went roller skating, didn't fall once. And I kept going, that's me. That's me today. <laughs> um, 
a little bit declarative. But I, I was thinking about how being present means so it's it's totally spanning the the gamut for me this year, mm-hmm. and some of that work is in yeah some challenging, difficult stuff. But some of that also is just being absolutely one hundred percent in joy. And I think I can find joy more often now because I'm able to identify um, when I'm kind of slipping into those basement moments. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm enjoying the light. Yeah. I mean, yesterday was just absolutely so much fun and mm-hmm. lots of laughs. And I, I mean, I am 43 and roller skating. Got a pretty good video except my brother, I think, calls me a moron at the end. So I don't know if I should share that with anybody. <laughs> Okay, so I want to know, as you have said, like you're more easily, you're able to identify easier, kind of when you slip into those basement moments, mm-hmm. how did you come to an understanding of identifying those? How have you understood your strengths, or what were maybe some practical things that you did in order to identify when you slip into that? I think the work that I'm doing to prep for the Purpose um, Academy, that everybody who told me read this, you were absolutely accurate. It was very difficult for me. Mm. I'll probably even struggle to talk about it. I do not like to think about difficult things. And to read this book, um, it's Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. To read, um, to read this, and to think about, and this is my empathy, to think about being, um, to think about what they went through, is is almost. Um, unbearable for me so I would read a little bit and then I'd have to put it down and I just couldn't like I couldn't handle it and um, it took me a long time and I'm still just now getting into the logotherapy piece but how they found joy and I loved what he spoke about in suffering and you can have everything taken from you except for what you feel and what your visions are you know, of your past memories or memories of the future. Um, and so I thought about that a lot. Yeah. Because, um, and then how some people continued to suffer even after they were released. Um, and just about that finding joy in moments. I mean, he was a mar- remarkable man. I mean, just incredibly brilliant in so many ways. But, um, you know, reading about how they put together, you know, musicals and singing performances and, um, you know, ways that they tried to find joy in the worst, mm-hmm. the absolute worst of conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of started it. Plus, I've been doing um, a lot of just great personal work. Um, the Simple Abundance book that I read, that timing on Shadow Side was all right in there. Um, reading a little bit more, Debbie Ford has an awesome book um, about the Shadow Side. Um, just a great uh, reminder that if you don't tap into that, the light can't get in. I mean, you have to really be able to see and identify that. So um, I don't think I had any idea that when I chose present as my word of the year that it was going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, my 2018 has been rough so far. And I think I chose it like, yay, I'm going to be present. I'm going to do more yoga. And then it's been like, oh, no, you have to be present in yucky stuff. Mm-hmm. And some challenging stuff, so you're just going to have to be in that. Yeah. And so again, synchronicity meant to be glad, because yeah. it's. I think it's helping me grow. I, I'm gonna. I 
my guess is I'm going to look back at 2018 and see this is a great year of growth, yeah. personal um, growth. But I'm kind of um, staying close, staying close here. Um, and a couple of my closest friends have said, hmm, you're quiet. Hmm. Hmm. What's going on with that? Um, mm. And when I'm able, and, and when they push a little bit, I'm able to talk a little bit about some of this work. And they're like, me too. Yeah. And I'm amazed at how many people are like, yeah, it's, I don't know what is going on in the, in the atmosphere or whatever you want to call it. Cosmic universe. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, I'm really working with her as well to help her get to a place of um, healing and wholeness. And um, she's had some really bad things happen to her in her life, not any of which she wished upon herself, but was kind of where she landed, her family of origin, and um, and kind of the, the lot that she was given. And, um, and so she's working through this um, book and workbook called The Wounded Heart, and I don't um, recall the author of it, and so I apologize, but all these books and references we'll make sure we add to the worth mentioning Pinterest board, um, so you all have access to that. But the um, she sent me many quotes, but the one that stuck out the most to me, which you can reference, but um, on my strengths, but it was, um, you will never be able to heal from the past if you um, choose not to live it anymore. Like, in order to bring healing to your past, you have to relive it. Um, you have to go through it again. And um, and I think that is so good as I think about identifying our shadow sides or identifying our basements. I think it, our tendency as humans is to move away from pain. And mm-hmm. so when we have a bad day, we have a day that just sucks, all we want to do is forget about it. Yes. But I think that you can't come to a full understanding of your basements, of your shadow side, unless you choose to relive it, choose to examine those days, even if it's like, okay, all I want to do is go to sleep, all I want to do is move on, all I want to do is wish for a better day. When I take a look and say, what made that day so bad? What made that moment so hard? And choose to think through it and say, okay, well, my context was in the basement because I didn't know or understand what was going on. Or I had to do this crazy monotonous work of whatever it was, and so I couldn't utilize my strategic to make fun decisions and my adaptability to to spur the moment, go on, you know, to a lunch with someone. You know, those things as I look and see where my strengths weren't honored, where my strengths fell into the basement. As I choose to relive those days, it brings light to those days. Yes. I have a greater understanding of why that happened, but also what then my tendencies are. Those negative tendencies when I slip into the basement, when I slip into the dark side or the, the shadow side of my personality. Right. Um, and so that's where I just want to like challenge people, challenge us as we lean into being present. And I don't know if I've talked a whole lot. My word for the year is um, learning to wait well. Um, so spending the time, which is just so funny with all this work. Um, so it's about waiting well. and. Um, this whole day idea, and I've shared with some people, I have a very strong faith of, of um, and I'm kind of in a younger part of my life, and so I don't feel like I'm necessarily where I'm going to land. And we talked a lot last time of what does that even mean, where you're going to be, or who you're going to be. Um, but this idea of in the in-between times, um, there are times for growth and for pruning and for um becoming better versions of ourselves. And so I'm utilizing whatever that that means of waiting well, like choosing not to numb while I wait or not to pass the time, such as easy expression. We say, oh, how am I going to pass this hour? How am I going to pass this time? Um, Choosing to 
utilize that time in order to wait well. And one of the big things that I did in my life, I don't know if I've talked about it with this group, but I got rid of my TV. And I canceled my Netflix subscription. I canceled my Hulu subscription. Um, I got rid. And so when I come home at night, because I would have such a tendency, and I have pretty busy days, so it might be 8 or 9 o'clock till I get home most days, um, I would just numb. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I just need to relax. And so I'd watch 30 minutes of a TV show, which isn't innately bad in and of itself, but I wasn't leaning in. You know, I wasn't present. I wasn't taking a moment to think back through the day. And so I've chosen to, to read I think I've read five books in the last month mm-hmm. because I'm utilizing my time better and I'm learning and I'm digging in to what is going on in my life instead of disengaging. Like I'm choosing to lean into it. I love that. And I hope my kids watch this. this. I know they don't, but I could say all kinds of things, Lauren and Sean. Um, when they were little, Monday through Thursday, for sure, there were no screens um, because we had too much going on. We had basketball practice and we had piano practice and I mean they were just so busy they had homework and so we just made this rule no screens and that applied to the parents too Mm -hmm. and I remember they and we had this great conversation yesterday about the um, I was listening to NPR on the way to pick them up and they get in the car and within 30 seconds I'm like what do you guys think about this and Sean's like I can't get out of the car (laughs) Um, but there's some research that has come out about the way that we raise our kids boys and girls in regarding um they're how they see themselves yeah so um I was asking them questions and I said you know what do you guys think what do you guys think about this what do you think about this and Sean goes I think that we're weird he goes I think that you are an absolute outlier and I was like tell me more and he goes do you know what outlier means and I said yes Sean so the word I was trying to find was anomaly, and I couldn't think of it. Okay. So this morning I texted both kids saying, the word I was trying to think of was anomaly. Um, I, I think we, we parented them very differently because I was like, we just don't need this distraction. It's too much distraction for you, little one. So we'll participate in it too. Well, yeah. I don't like screens. I watch yeah. very, very little TV. Um, we got a landline. Mike and I got a landline because I want the phone out of out of the bedroom yeah. completely. I don't want that blue light in there anymore. And so I said we need a landline so that we get emergency calls. Yeah. And That's so good. I text both kids. Um, by the way, I got a landline. And <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you are again an outlier. And I said I just yeah. You here's the number. Otherwise, it interrupts my sleep. Yeah. I know that. And sleep's very important to me. Oh my goodness. So I love that you're not doing TV, but what I think is hilarious is I've started to try to incorporate a little bit of TV to find a little bit of joy. Yeah. So Parks and Rec has become my my hilarity joy. Yeah. Like, because I will, but then I can turn it off. Mm-hmm. Except for a couple weekends ago on a Saturday, I watched eight episodes until one o'clock in the morning. It was like when Ron Swanson has a basketball team. And they do the Swanson. It was all of the, it's that season three. Uh, Lauren goes, don't start it, Mom. Season three is really good. Don't start. Don't start. I said, oh, I can watch one. I'll be fine. I watched like five. And I saw how quickly I could. Yeah. Oh, just one more. Oh, just one more. Yes. Yes. And you guys, we didn't have that Mm -hmm. when I watched TV as a kid. Yeah. You watched what was on channel five, channel 10. And then maybe channel eight later on. 
Otherwise, and then it was a knobby thing yeah. that you turned. And you had to physically get up from the couch yes. to go change it. And now I got a satellite. And most of the time, I mean, there were maybe, I think we had 10 channels and we thought we were rich. And it was that huge, big satellite out in the yard, you know, like you could put 25 humans on now. But it's amazing to me how at the time when TV started to become a thing, mm-hmm. I tended to gravitate away from it. Um, but I think it was because I could see how easily it could consume yeah. my kids. Um, they didn't have iPads. Mm. Um, they didn't have any of those things until they got older. And, you know, if you spend any time around Lauren, you'll see she's, she's on that screen quite a bit. And I'll say, I need you to put your screens down. Mm. You know, we're, we're in this. And we do talk, I mean, quite a bit. But I think what's interesting to me is you've said... And I'm, I'm trying now to incorporate, to incorporate one yeah. show. But, um, and we had said last time to talk about our favorite TV shows. Oh. That was kind of our, what we left mm. them with. Okay. And so I will say that Parks and Rec has become, you guys are brilliant to have known this the whole time. And I'm so sorry it took me so long. And also, <laughs> Amy Poehler is drooling. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> when I saw drooling, I was like, do you watch Parks and Rec? I mean, that's my new question. Do you watch Parks and Rec? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, the guy on tw- the Twilight guy who um, mm-hmm. handcuffs himself. I laughed so hard throughout that. I mean, time capsule. I was hilarious. Um, but when I was growing up, my favorite TV show was Knots Landing. Okay. Knots Landing was. Did you have you heard of Dallas? I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, Dallas was kind of like a soap opera, but it was on like a Friday night. Knots okay. Landing was a Thursday night nine o'clock show, and it was basically like a soap opera. And so they had all of these characters, and they were all in, I mean, just full of drama, mm. tied to one another. There were murders, all kinds of things, but not scary. But it was kind of pushing the envelope. Oh, this is hilarious to me. Knott's Landing was pushing the envelope at the time. There was nothing like true crime, crime shows. Ugh. So Knott's Landing and, and Dallas, who shot JR, was the biggest mystery of, you know. I mean, there, yeah. if you look it up, it was a... Just a huge '80s pop culture yeah, thing yeah. to figure out who shot Jr. Yeah. Um, I loved that The Muppets. The Muppets remained my favorite show, and when that was canceled, I cried. Um, also, Sorry. I love uh, uh, Austin City Limits. We watched that in CBS Sunday morning. Austin City Limits. I just had a conversation about someone about my dad was just talking about that because I'm headed down to Dallas in a few weeks and I'm planning on going to Austin for a couple days and because everyone has told me how much I'm gonna love Austin and so it's on my list I'm going down and so he was like oh yeah I've heard of that you know Austin City Limits Brandi Carlisle was on uh, or is on coming up on Tuesday Austin City Limits CBS Sunday Morning Parks and Rec but over the years that Muppets and Knott's Landing were it did you have a favorite show when you were a kid Like what age range? Mm-hmm. Teenager. Yeah, forensic files. <laughs> Why? That's my favorite show. As a teenager? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would you know, Louise. I don't know. So even. predictable. It's kind of crazy, but um, I did like. Um, I watched what I watched. Um, One Tree Hill because all of my friends knew about it. And so that's like a melodrama. It's um, like Melrose Place? I have no, I have no idea what Melrose Place 
Like I've heard okay. of that, but okay. Hannah says yes. Okay. Like nine hundred two one zero. Okay. Like those. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a, which is kind of like between like you know. Well, it's kind of what not signing was, except for not signing was older people. Okay. So this was like they were like in high school when it started or whatever. So like all my friends were watching that, so I watched that. Then my guilty pleasure was Forensic Files, and they were the best because <coughs> it would go through a whole case in like thirty minutes, which was great, and it talked about just. So maybe that's where a lot of, you know, some of my distrust in with um, criminology comes from. But that's a whole different story. But that's anyway, still so on. It is. Yeah, Mike loves that show. On. He watches it's, it. It's so great. And it was like, oh, it's it was always on. So I would just like, whenever I didn't have something to watch, yeah. Forensic Files was there, you know. So when you were growing up, you already had 50 stations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So when you were little, like a five-year-old, what did you watch? Did you have Saturday morning cartoons? We did, but I don't think we did that as much. Um, my family was big in, we watched VeggieTales all the time. Um, because we, I've learned, like, I was Disney deprived a little bit as a child. Like, uh, there's a lot of Disney movies that are out that I didn't actually, like, Hannah's watch. crying for you um, I know. It's okay. <laughs> like, my child will not. Yeah. <laughs> no, no worries. My child will not be Disney deprived. <laughs> but, um, so, I watched, like, a lot of VeggieTales. Um, we watched uh, Mr. Rogers a lot. Yeah. Um, like, Mr. Rogers reruns. And so, yeah, we were a little bit more old school in that way. Um, what was the show that I had to explain to you the other day? Beaver Cleaver. I made oh, a reference yeah. to Beaver Cleaver. Mm -hmm. um, someone has a Beaver Cleaver family, I think I said, and you were yeah. like, okay, pause. I'm getting better about, like, instead of, okay, I'm just going to Google this, you know, about, like, okay, well, explain that to me. I don't mm -hmm. understand. I don't know. Um, and I've heard of, like, June Cleaver and, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of, you know. And when you think about iconically, um, you know, generationally, there were shows that just were part of that. Yeah. Um, so the... June Cleaver was the epitome of what was deemed to be a wife yeah. in the mm -hmm. in the late fifties. And then when I think about Knott's Landing, I'm not sure that any of us should have been um, seeing that as an example of what um, people were. But you saw hairstyles replicated, but there was a whole generation of everyone trying to replicate that look. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You'll have to find a picture of it and put it on our Abby's page. Yeah. Um, gosh, what was her last name? I know all of the Dallas people's last name were Cribs. I don't know. I don't know what the... Um, I'll have to look it up. I know there are people who are watching that know what I'm talking about. It's just not in this room currently. So we had left that with, what are your favorite TV shows? So I think it's yeah. ironic that you gravitated away. I thank you for the Parks and Rec. Yeah, gravitated towards. That's good. I think that it's good to be conscious of what distracts us and what do we use to numb? What do we use to yes. disengage with the world? And I think it's really like, sometimes, you know, it's good to do that. It's good to enter into that. But oftentimes we need to be really careful about that boundary. And I think, well, you know, it's, I think it would be great for everyone to kind of do a self-assessment of where, you know, what are your coping mechanisms for life? You know, what do you use to kind of get through day to day? And where might you be overextending those boundaries? So where might you need to cut back? Mm -hmm. um, and then as you're doing that, I um, would just kind of love to challenge our listeners to really think about what was your last really bad day? And to kind of relive that and to think, why was it so bad? What happened? What events occurred? Um, what emotions came up? Um, was it, you know, what made it so bad? And to kind of help us to start to identify 
the, our basement tendencies. Yeah. I don't think it's something that we can look at the definitions and because, you know, I know my context and I can think about it in a good way, you know, this is all the bad things, so I just flip it and that's all the basement. Right. It isn't. That's not the case. It takes some digging. It takes time. It takes really being conscious and aware of our strengths in order to get to the basement. And reflection. Side of it. Um, I think the balcony basement exercise that I said I would send out last time and I didn't, which I will this time, um, it, it helps. It helps identify that, but it does take time and it does take reflection. Um, yeah. When I think about, you know, part of the reason we got a landline, one of my coping mechanisms is when I can't sleep, it's Pinterest. Mm. My input cannot shut that off. So it's not a healthy numbing. Mm. Because it's like now I have 50 ideas for the bench that I want Mike to build on our patio, yeah. you know. And he's like, "Okay, it was, two, it was two in the morning. C clearly, you couldn't sleep because I have 17 notifications that you have, you know." Sent you Pinterest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, understanding those, and then what did make what made it a bad day, but then also, and what I love tests that we're doing, like I the last couple of times we've gone pretty deep, but. This is where we are in our time together. Yeah. If you think about, you know, if we just did jazz hands in every I know Jenna Millie that I know you don't. <laughs> if we just did sunshine in every Jenna Millie, it would not be realistic. No. And so I think it's good as we're going into kind of thinking about what, what strengths looks like next year, because mm -hmm. Tess and I are doing some um, really heavy-duty contemplating about how to make strengths more meaningful when it comes to that training day at Gallup, and we're kind of looking at a 101 and a 201. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are a lot of us that have been in this work for a while that need to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. And these kinds of exercises help us do that. Mm -hmm. um, there are some of us that are brand new to strengths and we should probably spend a little bit more time in the balcony and talking about those. Because I think you can't really dive down into the basement and the shadow side until you have identified the best of yourself. Yeah. Um, how these give you a good day. And we've talked about that quite a bit. We've done a lot of strength spotting with one another. Yeah. But how can we talk about, you know, when was a really bad day, what events, what emotions, um, where were you in the basement? And then um, thinking about how we pull ourselves back to those better days or how we yeah. see the, the light moments. So is that the homework you'd like to give them? Yes. All right. Um, I have to give credit to Janae who pointed out my input communication, how I write things down. Oh yeah. I had no idea that I do this. This you have is no idea so, you physically take your hand and write. I, this is so... <laughs> This is so second nature to me yeah. that I do not think about it. Yeah. Everywhere I go, yeah. I got a notebook, at least one. This is second nature to me. Look at all the markings in oh, my yeah. book. Um, and this goes with me. It is second nature to me. And I think my input communication blend says, capture it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I keep my notebooks for about six months with me when I move to a new notebook mm -hmm. in case there are things that I need from the previous notebook. That need to transfer over. I also transfer over things. So my list, here's everybody in my family strengths. Yep. My list of restaurants um, that and happy hours that I need to try yep. is still here. Um, the places I want to explore outside of Omaha. So I make sure I transfer that to the new notebook, but then I keep the old notebook with me for about six months in case there's a reference I need to make. So good. It's a little bit, a little bit of that. And a little bit of mess. Yes.
Yes. It's mm. good. That's good. Thanks, everybody, Thanks. Um, for your thoughts. And we'll look forward to hearing your musings on these questions and this homework that we have posed. So thanks, everybody.